The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Um, Of course, usually it's me and Cicely, and we're usually having this really cool, joyous conversation. But um, today it is me flying solo just today. But for good reason, because I have an amazing guest who's actually going to be um, talking a little bit more, uh, filling in those spots where probably me and Cicely are probably... (laughs) bantering just a little bit more than usual. But today I have Elaine Clark and I'm really excited about this topic that we're talking about today. Um, Wherever you are listening, just know that you're here and we appreciate you being here. As a woman in tech, as a woman creative, a lot of times it's really hard for us to kind of get outside our our little fish tank sometimes, our our fishbowl as we we kind of retort to it as being called. And I think it's really important that, you know, when we come into these spaces, we're all about just imploring ourselves, pouring ourselves out, but also about receiving new things that could help change and inspire and encourage us to step outside of our, our comfort zone and do something amazing. So um, today I have Elaine Clark, and I want to tell you a little bit more about her specifically. Elaine Clark is a communication guru. Now, this is my love language, so just everybody knows. She's the author of two books, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, and Voiceovers for Podcasting, the creator of Two Voice and dicta- oh, Indiction apps. Excuse me, I said that right. Um, Elaine is a business owner, having founded and owned a voiceover training school for 32 years. Elaine, wow. Um, today, Elaine works under her new brand, ElaineClarkVO.com, where she continues to improve the performance of voice actors, having launched thousands of careers in coaches, uh, business coach execs, podcasters, sports announcers, and newscasters to effectively use their voice, voice and body. Um, Elaine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love the fact that we talk about voiceover. We've had almost a similar conversation, but from a different perspective for voiceover work. Um, We've talked to a voiceover, I think last season, a voiceover artist who does different types of work, but I'm curious, what, what, what is your, what is the thing that makes, uh, makes this bread and butter work? How, what is your job day to day? Like, I'm just kind of curious as a voiceover artist, what do you do? Well, the thing about being in voiceover is that no day is alike. So that's what I like. So, uh, and part of it is because I have various jobs that I do, uh, all based on communication. So some of it's recording a commercial and then another one's doing an e-learning for a company or uh, directing a video game or, uh, you know, casting a a project. So it's, uh, and then I have the coaching of various people that I'm doing. So I'm constantly doing something different every day, but it's all based on communication skills and about the voice and how to use it effectively so that people take action. That's really what it's all about. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. And I love the fact too, that like you said, your day varies. Um, So many of us that are working kind of in office or nine to five, or even in a more modular shape of entrepreneurship, we're kind of, you know, just getting through that nine to five jam of whatever that is um, in a certain kind of, you know, wash, rinse, repeat fashion. So for you, this is definitely not the case. This is something very outside of the orthodox box of nine to five. 
Right. We, in fact, we sort of pretend like we're at, at the office in certain things. <laughs> so I was just recording something for um, for a friend who's who's developing an e-learning course, and I had to say why I like e-learning, and it was really because uh, you just pretend like you know something, use your imagination, understand you know the basics of what's going on, but you don't actually have to go to the office uh, or sit in that chair, uh, but you have to know the ins and outs of how things work. So I feel like I know a little about a lot of stuff. So my kids <laughs> say I almost know something. <laughs> I love that. I feel like sometimes I have to be that person, right? I know yeah. a little bit, but not just enough to like really like full force yeah. go into it. Um, I can bring you someone who knows like more information, but I yeah. love that though. I, I love the fact that the knowledge base is ever growing, right? We're always kind of in this like pupil student sort of mode um, at all times. So I really love the fact that you stay in that lane and you stay in that mode and you've been doing this for so long. I mean, three decades. Did um, I hear that right? I think it's kind of going into the fourth. So it's oh been my goodness. Well, but I was also a theater major and I did, you know, acting and, you know, junior high and high school and probably beyond, um, you know, prior to that. Um, but it really became a professional actor in uh, 1980. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. That's before I was born, but only by this much. So um, I yeah. love the fact that you, and you use those experiences too, to kind of help forge this path. Um, so you were already kind of in the creative arts realm, building up um, that type of repertoire already prior to even entering this type of field. I'm just kind of curious now that I'm uh, on this topic, what did you want to be growing up then if you were already in those circles? Well, it's kind of funny because I think I always wanted to be an actor, but then when I was in high school, I played trumpet and I had gotten relatively good. So I thought about being a professional trumpet player and because I really liked Al Hurt and, I, and uh, uh, Doc Severinsen were my heroes. And then I, my mother said that I would be deformed the rest of my life because I has really round callus on my lips. <laughs> and I, I didn't really want to grow a mustache. It wasn't very attractive. So um, I, so I said, well, then I, I'll be an, be an actor. Cause I thought, well, I, I could be a doctor, but I don't really like blood. And I don't want to go to school that long. I could be a lawyer, but then you have to spend a lot of time just reading a bunch of stuff in order to present it. I could be a, a newscaster, but then I would have to report about stuff that maybe I don't care about, you know? So now it's, uh, so I could be an actor and I can do all of that. And so <laughs> I was probably the only parents on the face of this earth that when I said, you know, uh, uh, I changed from being a, uh, getting, a music major to becoming a theater major that she went, yes, good. <laughs> well, my dad said, take business classes, which I did. And, um, and my mother said, get a degree in education as well. So you have something to fall back on. And I've used their advice. Uh, and I did get a degree in education, but after my student teaching in high school experience, I just sort of wound up you know, starting my own school because people kept asking me, how do you get into voiceover? And there are only so many lunches you can do. Right. And, uh, that eventually things just sort of fell into place and then it just grew over time. And then um, I, uh, they were, I actually ended up building like two businesses, one that was production and acting. And the other one was, was running a school. And I thought I can't work 70 or 80 hours anymore in mm -hmm. my life age. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sell the school and then I still keep the production side of it. So now I have just a normal 30 or 40 hour week rather than 70 or 80. So wow. it's, it's worked out really 
pretty well and I've moved the studio into my home. Now I don't have some of those other expenses and I'm, you know, and having 35 contractors that I have to, you know, uh, schedule and, and work with. I'll, and I loved working with every one of them and all the students during that time, but it was, it was time for me to, to continue with my other stuff, like writing the book that you found me on. It's like, there's money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, voiceovers for podcasting. So I, well, my publisher gave me that book and then, well, you know, I just have tons of clients all around the world that I work with. So it's really fun and also very intriguing, but it all boils down to communication. I love this. Okay. So you're speaking my love language. My, my kids, I'm a mother of four. My kids refer to me all the time as you're the over communicator mom. Like you communicate too much, like slow mm-hmm. down. And so I love it. I thrive on it. I, I make it, make it rain in communication. Cause I just love it. Um, my, I definitely can relate to those early feelings of mom of maybe not so much, maybe go this direction. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, definitely can relate to that. Also being a theater major, uh, Hilltopper. So I totally respect that game. Cause I know that a lot of communication can come from that place, um, of theatrics. So it's really cool that you've been doing this for so long. Um, I want to kind of dive deep more into the theme of like support, right? So I kind of want to, because you do this, I mean, and you do this very well. You've been doing it very well for, uh, what, 38 years now, right? So, wow. Um, So I really kind of want to hear your interpretation or your definition of support. Um, Support is about finding the thing that is, that maybe that that person doesn't even know that they have, that you see where they could be. And, and nurturing it and um, sort of coaching it out of them so they can live to their highest potential. And so sometimes people don't want to you know, achieve those many goals, but I, I see things as where, where can you go with this? And I'm at a fault more interested in other people's success than my own. And I think that's where the education comes in and the educational background and all the other you know, people in the uh, extended family that are educators or librarians. And uh, it gives me joy to do that. And also as a mother of three, it was, you know, you spend a lot of time just giving. So I I still get joy from that. I like doing things on my own too. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Sometimes they're like special projects. Uh, I don't know whether you ever saw the movie, Sorry to Bother You. Yes. I'm the game show host in that. Oh, (laughs) yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of, it's kind of funny because I have this one friend in New York uh, and he he's in charge of looping movies and he looped that particular movie. And then when I announced that, you know, that I was in it, he was like, what? I had a loop group behind you and I saw that maybe 10 times. I didn't even know that was you. So that was. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Okay. Now we have, now we're going to have memes that kind of relate to this um, later on the show. Thank you. I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So in that process, I love the definition of, of support anyway. Like, I just want to say that out loud, like being able to nurture is something that, you know, we as moms kind of take for granted here or there, but when we see it happen outside of our, our comfort zone or outside of our normal box, it's like, wow, I had that in me all along. And it really becomes uh, more of a, I can do it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, so I love the fact that you um, that you do that and you see support in that way. That's so encouraging. I feel like a lot of women in tech and a lot of women creatives, you know, we we talk about giving and we give a lot, right? As natural people who are in that industry, we give, but we kind of forget about that receiving end and that nurturing end. That's, that is a receiving end. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And to and to dive into that a little bit more, just in the realm of communication, you know, uh, being able to speak up for yourself is a form of of nurturing ourselves. So I really support um, that definition a lot because a lot of women don't see support as that way. Sometimes it's more transactional, and it just needs not, you know, not to always be seen that way. It needs to be also a form of nurturing. I love that. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't put information out there in the world just for people then to have accolades for me. Uh, That's like, I don't, I don't have a need for attention. In fact, that's also probably a fault of mine that I sort of stand, you know, I go somewhere. I I say, I'm not in the inner circle. I'm not on the outer circle. I ride the sort of the center in between so I can bop in and out. And that's where I'm most comfortable because if all the focus was on me, I would, you know, I would shy away from it. But I, I like, um, well, I may just go back to uh, something that working and tying in the tech part, uh, being in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, I would coach a lot of people who were in Silicon Valley, and mm-hmm. they were all looking for uh, a checklist of how to do things well. And you know, in the creative and acting business, there's a certain pattern to how you can do stuff, but you also have to break those patterns <laughs> for it to become real. So they they sort of forced me in a way needing uh, more structure to come up with breaking the code of how to do voiceovers or how to how to stand and deliver information if you're if you're a public speaker or a broadcaster. And uh, so I that's why I wrote um, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is based on here's how I broke the code. And then when I wrote. Um, voiceovers for podcasting, my publisher at Skyhorse Press, you know, said they had a meeting and said, we want you to write it. And I said, okay, I worked in an advertising agency. I worked in, I did, I did, I've done copywriting, sales, buying, advertising, buying, um, been in commercials. Uh, I've been behind the scenes in front of the camera, all you know, the whole sort of gamut of it. And I thought, well, let me take it from the perspective of what I know on this general basis. So I t- went back to what I learned as uh, as uh, in media buying and sales for radio and TV stations. And so we have to do set things up as either a vertical or a horizontal show. And that's where for podcasting. And so if you have a theme and that it's all about horses, then you can go about talk about all the different types of horses and how, how horses are fed and, and it all goes like that. Or you can have a, um, that would be a vertical theme versus a horizontal one, which would be, here's one on dogs and horses and snakes and, you know, go through and birds. So you have just different creatures that are, yes. out there. So how do you define it? And that's how like a talk radio versus a, um, you know, a music station is defined. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, totally see that. Totally see the verticals of that and the horizontal views of that. Um, I like the fact too that you unpack this um, for a lot of people who don't know. Like um, when we talk about technical space, especially in advertising, it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Like medicine, it has its own kind of terminology and its own kind of um, attitude about certain things. So I love the fact too that you kind of walk into these spaces again with that nurturing and support. 
So whether you're doing the vertical or the horizontal view of this, um, there's elements of that that you can um, effectively communicate and still get across um, all the points that you want to say, plus um, some extra bonus things that you want to add on um, to each piece, whether you're doing it vertically or horizontally. So I really like this because this is something that a lot of people don't see always, if, especially if you're not in the space or the industry. Right. Um, and then I was uh, also I thought, well, what are the challenges with each of these types of shows based on the different structure? So I just, you know, I thought about how it would impact me and then did a bunch of research. And then I said, you know, here's my opinion of what it will be. But I feel like it's pretty strong opinion about how you can. This is how you're going to uh, enjoy something. And this here's how, how you can enjoy it over here. But this one of them is going to have problems at different times and how does your personality fit into that so that you're making a, um, a, a conscious, logical decision rather than being blindsided. This is so a great. I absolutely love this because, again, you're kind of putting your client, your, your clientele, the voice in the front seat, right? So, again, running through this kind of um, hypothetical, if you will, or what we call to is, you know, test bunnies, things along those lines. We talk about um, testing things out, especially on the tech end. This is our favorite part is, <laughs> is the testing, the beta. So I mean, how do we kind of walk into that space and make it work for, per your advertising dollars or make it work for the listener or the advertiser? Well, and I think that what everyone has discovered uh, is that once you've got it figured out, the everything changes. There's new technology. There's new ways of people looking at life. There are new attitudes and styles that are really popular. So it never stops. And that keeps us on our toes with everything. And I also find that really exciting because it makes me pay attention to what's, what's going on out there so that you can't just sort of rest and say, well, I've done it. Ooh, let's move on to the next thing. Instead, it's like, oh, that worked, but now it's shifting slightly. Now it's going down this other path for a while, but it has some shimmers. How do I make these adjustments? And it seems like, well, it was kind of funny. Uh, when I, after I wrote voiceovers for podcasting and it was, it's been very well received and uh, people said, where's your podcast? I was like, Ugh, now I have to, I have to create one. So I created real talking tips and I said, I'm going to make it 52 weeks so that people can have a lesson that they can work on uh, once a week to improve it. And I took my educational side of it. So the top part is, is about here's the problem with of, of your voice. Here are some things that you need to be aware of. Now here's your assignment for you to work on this week so that it follows that educational style. So, uh, you know, so that it's not just, um, I just wanted it to have that educational component because that's how I give back. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many, there's so many like you, Elaine, I'm, I'm definitely following that similar path of giving something to talk about, give them that conversational think piece, but then also go back to the educational component at the end. Um, so I think that's so important as we kind of step into these spaces of what that looks like. I had one more question. Sure. So from your industry, what support do you feel like you could offer our listeners? Based on your books. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So what support can I give my, give the listeners here? So uh, if you have, I like to tell people that if they have friends, they probably have a good personality. 
So, uh, and the personality and your belief in yourself is, is important and relationships are the number one thing in life. So, uh, and every time you're talking and you're in communication, you're having a relationship with a person. So even though we're doing this podcast right now and there are other people listening, you just think about one person at a time. And when you find your voice, and I think especially women, when they find their voice, there's a confidence and strength that comes with it so that you can move up the ranks in life, whatever that might be for you. But this is one of the, some of the fun things that have happened to me just as an instructor all these years that uh, occasionally I would get someone who was in the tech business and they would come to me and say, okay, I want to get into voiceovers and I'm going to, um, um, and they would study it uh, and then they start getting good. And then they call me up and say, you know what? I can't take any more classes. I say, why is that? They said, because I was called into my boss's office and he didn't give me the raise that I want, wanted. He gave me one above it because I'm a good communicator. And that's what they were looking for. So in certain companies or certain countries, too, they call it soft skills, the communication. But I think that we're finding how important communication is to get our message across in a way because we have to have, to have people think, feel, and take action. And uh, just logical information isn't enough. I mean, because we've all done, we all know something that's logical, yet we'll do the emotional choice <laughs> for better or worse, because it's sometimes <laughs> more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could mow the lawn or I can have a glass of wine. Hmm. <laughs> Which one will I have? This is a tough one, you know? So anyways, uh, and, and that's where also with giving back, I, every time I would see something, I built my business organically. And I think that would be something for people when they're starting a business, don't do anything for money. If you're doing it well, the money will come. But if that's your driving force, people can sniff it out and they can feel it. It just doesn't feel comfortable to them. But I, uh, mine just sort of developed. I had an office that someone said, hey, I have a third of this office. Would you like it? And I already walked into it and thought the same thing. So it was already just meant to be. And then it sort of, and it just, uh, when I wrote the first version of my, my book, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, that was in the, in the mid-90s. There weren't any voiceover training books. There was uh, one book that came out prior to that. That was, that was a nice book, but it didn't have the educational component that I wanted to bring to it. So I, I wrote it and it sort of broke the field open in a way based, based on that. But that was because I was talking to someone else who already had the same publisher. And he said, I just got off the phone with the publisher, won his phone number. I think you'd be the person to write the book. So I just called up, wrote a proposal. Two weeks later, I had a, had a book, uh, book contract. Then I had to write it. In the middle of that time in the 90s, I was directing a ton of video games. So I was super busy at the same time, too. And Wait, you directed video games? I'm sorry to interrupt. Like, wow. This I is my a lot in the 90s. I do some now, but not as many as I did. So at that point, it would be like Aliens or um, the uh, other ones like Mother Goose's Farm. It was, uh, it was just a combination of things from way out there to, you know, children's ones to, to, uh, to more advanced, you know, mm -hmm. there's mario's time machine and some other things and then you know then i went into the um into the mobile games division and started working on those for a while and then to um uh you know i, I was working on one uh this last year 
also uh, Empire of Sin. And I'm, I'm in some video games. I'm, I'm the dispatcher in Mafia 3. So it's, uh, so it's that is so neat. Oh my gosh. Okay. So fangirling already because video <laughs> games is my second love language besides communicating. Um, okay. So this is part like this. Yeah. You rung all the bells for me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. yeah, so anyway, so I think it's about, about moving organically. So when also when people would find that they were having voice and diction issues or breath support issues, I created an app called Activate Your Voice, and it's only 99 cents, but it's a way of working on your vowels, your consonants, your articulators, your resonators, and having your breath support so the sound gets bigger at the end rather than less. Because I was trying to solve a problem, because mm -hmm. especially with the, the vocal fry, where it goes back in the back of the throat, right. you know, which is, is, is a, uh, an interesting sound, but it's like if you push it forward and it gets more, more interesting at the end, then you're going to hold someone's attention a little bit more. So, uh, and then I realized that using the musicality of what, uh, of my background, that uh, speech is music. And we all, uh, we all sing, talk a different tune. And so we need to know what the musical instruments are in our voice. So uh, I took the a, a basic word emphasis chart of how to put a dot or a wiggle or an arrow up or an arrow down or a squiggle or whatever, and created an, um, an app called um, Adding Melody to Your Voice. So that, that way people can practice it, especially people who have a flat voice and people say they're monotone and they need a lot of work, but also to know what words have emphasis. So I, mean, I was just coaching someone um, in uh, Mexico City a couple of days ago, and he was, uh, we were working on a presentation that he was going to do for, for a conference. And so we just had to go through and I, I go through and I, because I'm also a writer, I say, you got to get rid of these lines. You know, that's just redundant. But instead, emphasize these words. These words are more important. So if you do that, you don't have to say this other stuff. So. Uh, and that's where I have I've created some people call it the hand jive of voiceover that just different ways that you can use your body so that words stand out a particular way that you want them to when you're, when, you know, when you want attention so that everything isn't the same. So if I have a, a repetitive motion, you can hear this sort of I call it the swoopy doopy sound. So <laughs> so I just instead it has variety and variety is what keeps us, you know, keeps our attention. <laughs> okay so i mean i i'm very interested in like one one or, one or two things one when you obviously you, you already know that i was excited about the video games but just hearing it in fact all these little extra things that we can do for our voice in the app definitely let me uh we'll definitely share all those links to that um within our um feed so that people can kind of practice this this would be, this would have been the episode for my co-host Cicely because she is she wants to be a voiceover artist. She wants to be an, uh, a voiceover actress. She is definitely she's got the smooth voice, like the deep down, like Delilah sort of feel. Like she's got it down. So yeah. I she usually does all of the uh, intros on the podcast, and she just kind of already already has this gravitas, right? But that comes with her voice. And so hearing these extra tools, um, you see, listening to you about the exercises that you are you know, freely giving us right now, for anyone out there who is looking uh, for a secondary level up right now, this, this could be your jam. I really love this. Yeah. Well, one of the things I have on my website, and actually I just won an award for it. So uh, this, wow, is that it? Wow. Yeah, that just came in this year. But it's, uh, but it's uh, elaineclarkvo.com. 
and uh, and I have sections in it with different things that you know that are helpful to people. And one part, you know, so it shows you the apps and the books, and you can just click on that for the various ways you want to purchase things. So uh, and then also I, the the real talking tips is uh, takes uh, takes five or ten. Uh, it's like each episode is five or ten minutes. And it follows along. Um, there's money where your mouth is, so that as you're working on it, you have you can hear it, you can see it, you know, and you can read about it. Because we need sometimes all three of those things. So uh, I know that I'm a, a, a visual learner, and and not and it's kind of funny being in the audit, uh, voiceover world and not an auditory learner. It's just like if someone tells me their name a bunch of times, I can't remember it, but I see it on a name tag or see it written on a sheet of paper. I can remember it. I can remember the voice that goes with it, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't connect that as well. I need to see it first. And that's when I put the two together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I also like, uh, I learned through kinesthetic movements and that's another way that I gave back. So for 10 years, I was, I had a grant with a business partner um, Joe Schmitz and the two of us created a, uh, a program for special needs kids that we would teach improv and special needs classes and developed a really wonderful program. And that's uh, something I want to bring to the world as one of my next ventures. Oh so. my goodness. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. I was a special needs mom. Thank you. Like ahead of time. Thank you. Um, that's really cool. I always love getting behind projects like that or just knowing about them. would love to share that. Myself and Cicely are both special needs moms, so that's really kind of cool. Um, we don't really kind of t- focus on that as much on this podcast, but when we hear elements like this, it's like, yeah, rah, 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 go, go, go. So uh-huh. that's very, very cool. Let us know more about that too so we can continue to share that on our podcast Thank as you. well. I will definitely do that. So it's really fun because it, 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 it taught the teachers how to teach kinesthetically. So it wasn't all like just uh, uh, auditory and um, and and sight. So the kids would then, you know, learn a math program kinesthetically in a way that we had worked on in an improv. So the, the teachers all of a sudden they're like, I, there's so many different ways to teach, and it's just really mm-hmm. to open up people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that was really uh, special is that it was. Uh, the some of the kids who didn't like being touched when we do certain improv games they they knew the rules and they were okay with being touched and and the parents and the teachers were just like what what is happening <laughs> so but they didn't think it was anything different they were following mm-hmm. the rules and it went beautifully so That's and then wonderful. Once again, they would just uh, they would film I love that. I mean, every little bit helps. And if that helps open up another door for other people to learn a new skill, I mean, there's nothing greater than that as far as uh, continuing education. Um, So by continuing education, that also means exploring on a horizontal basis versus just a vertical one. So I really love the fact that you that you unpack that, especially in realms of special needs, because there's just infinite opportunity there. So, yeah. That's why every time you open one door, there's another door that opens and you just go, oh, that's really interesting. And I have a natural curiosity. So mm-hmm. this business is really fun and how to how to crack the code and find out something else, not only about other people, but about yourself. Exactly. Which goes right back into this kind of nurturing element of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how that all comes kind of full circle. Elaine, thank you. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> This is great. So what should, what should I do for you now? 
Um, well, actually, um, what we kind of do to, to end up the show, we actually do a, a flash questionnaire to all of our, our guests. So we uh, ask a question. You tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. But before we do that, how can people get your book, find you, connect with you on the web? Well, they can find the uh, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is and voiceovers for podcasting at uh, on Amazon or Goodreads or or through my publisher, Skyhorse Press, or on my website, elaineclarkvo.com. Uh, the, the apps, Activate Your Voice and Adding Melody to Your Voice, are in uh, Google Play and um, and iTunes, you know, so you can download them there. It's also the, the links are in my my website and the uh, the podcast, Real Talking Tips. You have the the notes and the, and the video and everything that's all together in one on my website. But we also have it on, on the YouTube site that's connected to it. And of course, in all the other ways that you listen to podcasts. I'm just I just prefer the way that you can read it, see it, work on it. And, you know, and there are assignments for you to do. So I think it's, it's not, it's not meant to be a passive listening experience, but it's also not a huge time commitment each day. So if you just take the five or 10 minutes, then that works. Well, I have to say something also about the activate your voice. I know a lot of people in business that use it because it's just a five minute voice and diction workout that they use it before going into a meeting to give them confidence or just as a centering kind of mantra arrangement. So that's Mm -hmm. uh, just a way to, the more that you feel confident about yourself, the further you can go in life. I love this. Oh, what a wonderful way to kind of wrap up this conversation. I mean, I'm totally going to one, get the book. Um, Two, I want to make sure that people know that this can be used outside of the industry, the industry purpose for it. It's really, again, meant to build confidence. So if this is something that's in your wheelhouse or you're curious about or you're wanting to pursue, this is this is the woman you need to talk to is right here, Elaine Clark. Um, visit her website, elaineclarkvo.com. And I'm ready to move on to our uh, questionnaire. Are you ready to play? I think so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. You just said the first thing that pops into your mind. All right. Question one, something new you've learned in the past year. This could be a life lesson, a hobby, or a fun fact. Um, aardvarks are silly. I, don't know. I, I love don't know it. Why. That one came up, but it is. Okay. I love it. Okay. Favorite vacation getaway spot? Ooh, I think that would be Namibia. Oh, wow. I've been there a couple times with a group. Um, so, one time rafting down the Kawani River and being, you know, around a bunch of crocodiles. Uh, and, and sleeping and stuff in you know along the way, or also just being out in the one of the sand dunes, or wow, you know, it's just, I, I could go back there again and again and again. It's one of my that favorites. is so neat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your uh, sweet snacks or savory snacks? Um, dark chocolate usually in the evening, and savory I. I have to stay away from them because I would go, if there's a bag of chips or anything like that, I just want to eat it all. Cause I, I realized I don't have an off button. So <laughs> I, um, um, I just discovered, well, my husband discovered some uh, cauliflower cheese little crackers. Oh so, so it's almost like you're good, but you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Harry Potter or star Wars. 
Star Wars for sure. Oh, I could totally see you in Princess Leia. I'm just saying out loud, like no, I see it all I over. Was, I was in college when it came out, and I'll never forget when it, uh, my uh, now husband, but he was my boyfriend at the time in college, that we got a, a hot dog at the, you know, at the, uh, the concession stand and we went in and all of a sudden the the words started going forward and and we were just i felt like i was 10 years old wow and that's what i loved about it <laughs> and you know that took about a year to figure out i had a, fr I have a friend also who then was on the team that designed the um the uh uh, Superman logo so they could compete with it at the same time. It took them a year to do that. Now you can just go, any of us can just right. gather and create it, but that was all new technology. Oh my and goodness. To, and, I've, and I've worked at uh, Skywalker Ranch a few times and that's always delightful. So, oh my gosh. That's so that's neat. A little piece of heaven right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Princess Leia nickname. Got it. Got it. Um, digital books or physical books? I may know the answer to this one. Physical. Um, <laughs> let's get physical. But I will take, I do like a digital book like on an airplane or somewhere where it's dark because oh, yeah. it comes with a, you know, a lighted screen. You don't have to deal with something else. I, I love I, that. Holding, I hold like holding something and then. Uh, and part of it is I know with my my books that I've written, I want them to be dog-eared, written in, you know, and uh, notes in the nooks and crannies and folding yes. corners. Mm -hmm. Right. That make and when people show me that, that just gives me <laughs> such pleasure. And it's hard to do that with digital. It's just like it just it disappeared. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you bookmark it and you have to screenshot it like from yes. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Okay, if you could go back in time, where would you go and whom would you see? Mm. So a time before I was here. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, or in the future, either one. Oh, I think I would see Mark Twain. <laughs> that just came to mind. I don't know why, but I think because I was, uh, I, I like some of his quotes and and the way his his creativity and his imagination was. So I would pick his brain. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some of the people out there that would agree with you as well. <laughs> it's really awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your love language or languages. Oh, I think um, a little bubbly and some strawberries and watching the sunset. Oh, I want to be where you are. <laughs> It's oh, nice because awesome. I live on a hill, so I get to see a sunset almost every day, unless it's too foggy. Oh, wow. That's but cool. I, that's, that's my TV. I mean, I still watch TV, but it's like sometimes I just go, oh, my gosh. So that's pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question. The best part of being a grown-up? Hmm. Saying, I want to do it and doing it <laughs> without being recommended. <laughs> I completely agree. Oh my goodness. Uh, definitely, definitely. Yes. All the way. Yes. That's the best part about being grown up is knowing what you want, getting it done and doing it. I completely agree. Wow.
what a great way to end this conversation. <laughs> like, do it. Just do it, everybody out there. Um, I hope this, um, this conversation has been very impactful for anyone in listening range of this episode. Elaine, you have been such a great example uh, and given us a lot of deeper insight about what support can really look like as a communicator, as a woman, as an educator. So I really just personally thank you for allowing us to kind of enter this little mind space of yours and also share a lot of interesting points and interesting thoughts with our listeners today. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure. And that's why people, if they just, if they just get the information and just live with it and not, it's not a fast read. I had to change one of my um, descriptions of, of my book because people say I couldn't read it in one sitting. So I did. So I, and I was like, no, it's really written as a 15 week college course. <laughs> Take your time, analyze, yeah. sit with yourself for a while rather than it's a completion thing. We have, we spend so much of our life just wanting to check something off a box and go mm -hmm. on to the next thing. But just living with ourselves takes a lot of, a lot of power, a lot of oh, um, wow. personal I love reflection. That. Yes. Well, I hope uh, this has been just as enlightening for anyone listening um, out there. Just as enlightening for you as it has been for me. El Elaine, thank you so much. Thank um, you. We wanna... a You're delightful too. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, we want to thank everyone for listening to the More Than Graphics podcast and continue to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, send us your feedback on Facebook or Twitter on how our life stories and virtual safe spaces have helped you navigate, empower, and encourage you. And be sure to check out the More Than, Gra More Than Graphics podcast at mtgthepodcast.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive behind the scene moments like Clubhouse. Um, find us on Clubhouse on Tuesdays at 7.30. Thanks everybody for listening. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow our page and look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time.